Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How is it hanging, ladies and folks? I'm Chris Alrabalzo. Welcome back to Wizard Hang. And today I am joined by a very <laughs> special guest. The one, the only, Terry Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's Terry Brooks. It's a book about elves. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be back. It's All nice right. to be back on the air Kidding talking aside, about... Yeah. Welcome, Tim Jennings, to the show. Thanks so much. It's, it's nice a, to it's be an here. Absolute honor. It's nice to be talking to you via our actual voices and not yeah. via messages <laughs> and comments, which is the usual way that it's done. Yeah, nothing, nothing quite like the old, uh, the old fashioned "my voice into your ear" action. <laughs> um, you guys didn't weren't, weren't part of this, uh, but I just learned how to use Discord, and you know, Chris was part yeah. of that. So thank you for that. Appreciate You're it. Quite welcome. All those technical <laughs> difficulties are behind us. It's because I'm eighty. <laughs> You're actually, you're 46, right? Five. Come on, man. 45? Oh, wow. Oh, you're 46 <laughs> this year? Yeah, bro. Uh, I'm 23. Yo, oh, no. I'm half your age. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what, though? The world of fantasy, age doesn't matter. Exactly. It's, not, it's, it's, not, it's a number, but it's not even a number. Exactly. You're 100%. 420% correct. Your, um, the Wizard Scroll show is great. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you. Yeah, it's like um it is it feels listening to it feels like it is kind of some sort of relative removed a fantasy fiction tales yeah. from the tavern relative. I definitely picked up a lot of inspiration from that. Like I was what was it? I was a junior in high school when I first heard fantasy fiction. I was a young impressionable child and then like I blinked and now I'm just an adult and I've got my own podcast I've been doing for like two years almost man like the time flies right by yeah I, I, I that that show was so much fun to be a part of and like it got me and I, I like I think I said something about this when I released the very last Swordborn on YouTube but it really allowed me like to write stuff that I was not writing at the time mm-hmm. and and get like really explore that and it was so enjoyable to do so and create like my own world and man yeah. i loved get i loved being 100% on agree. those two shows and josh and dom are so funny oh, they were fucking great i listened like i i when i was listening to that show because i knew dom and then mm-hmm. uh he's like oh i got this new show and i was like oh I, I should check it out and um 
Ah, oh, man, I laughed. It's one of the few uh, podcasts that I listen to where I actually like laugh my ass off out loud yeah. while I'm listening to it. I think that and uh, and how did this get made are the two the only two podcasts that do that to me. So you know, a show that does that for me. What is it? What, what, what could it be? The Lusty Horde Hordecast, of course. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say the Wizard Scroll. <laughs> oh, that one too. Yeah. <laughs> Not only am I the producer, but I'm also its biggest fan. <laughs> thank you for the compliment on the lusty horde i appreciate it quite welcome why don't you talk a little bit about like how that whole thing came to be because it is truly uh, a piece of media that that will stand the test of time i feel thank you um if anybody listening has never heard it and that's a, a huge possibility um mm-hmm. you check it out it's still I, all the episodes are still up wherever podcasts are found you can find the lusty horde um m- I started doing a show um, years and years ago with um, Dave, who was uh, Dave Park, who was on the Lusty Horde with me, and um, Andy, this guy Andy Trask, and another guy Brendan McLaughlin, and we actually did that show live. Like we would do that show live in theaters. Yes, that was your improv group, right? Yes, and we would, you know, we would take a few suggestions at the beginning, and then we would just improvise these weird fantasy and horror and science fiction stories live for people. And it was fun, and we kind of had a, a little, like a sort of a cult following. But um, it was it was hard for the uh, average person showing up to a show not knowing what they were going to watch to be to get into it because it tended to be really weird and also like you know not everybody's down for like fantasy and science fiction when they're not expecting it. Yeah, I can um, imagine that because it's a pretty niche thing. Yes, absolutely, sure. and a lot of the humor is sort of inside. Uh, that world, like you have to be familiar with tropes of those worlds to really exactly. sort of get on board. Like if you don't know what an orc is, you're probably not going to have a good time. <laughs> right. I remember I was I, when I first started, uh, I I showed like the script for one of my first episodes to a friend of mine, and she was like, "What's an orc? Is it like oh. Shrek?" And I was oh. like, "Yeah, that's pretty much it." <laughs> <laughs> it's like the quickest explanation you can possibly give for that. Yes, I like that in the that in the Wizard Scroll canon, Shrek is an orc and not an ogre. <laughs> yeah, it's like DreamWorks is a studio in there, and then they made an animated film called Shrek, and it's just about an orc. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after we were doing the show for a while, we were like, you know what, we should try to record this and just like to do audio versions of it and put it out as a podcast. And so we like, we literally went and got some, got a theater space one day when there wouldn't be an audience, mic'd ourselves up with lav mics and tried to record one of our shows live. And it was a fucking disaster. That sounds and, like, that sounds like a lot of echoing of, involved. Yes, it was. It was, uh, mics falling off of people. Cause while, well, cause we were like, when we do it on stage, we're very active. We actually move mm-hmm. around and we, you know, like if we're using a weapon, we're actually like swinging our hands. Like we have a sword in our hands. And yeah. so mics were falling off and cutting out and it was a disaster. And then we tried to actually record our live shows and that was slightly better, but still not great. I think there um, are a few of those on your, uh, the lusty horde YouTube channel as well. There are. Right? Yeah, there are. I've been meaning to watch them for so long. I just never found the time. I definitely got to check that out. I mean, if you liked the the just audio episodes, mm-hmm. you would probably like those too. It's all the same kind of, you know. It's, it's just like the same a little kind of bonus Jonas. Yeah, yes. a little extra. If you're just just itching for more of that lusty horde goodness, just 
the videos are always there. It's the last little drop you can squeeze the out of last that. Little, <laughs> the last drop in the IV drip. <laughs> um, and so finally, we, um, we partnered with, at the time, this theater was ner- the Nerdist Theater in Hollywood. And we partnered with them to use their awesome podcast booth that they set up for um, whatever that show uh, uh, Jonah and Kumail did. I forget what it was called. I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, we we had an engineer and we just recorded it live. And I actually preferred doing it that way because we could really focus on our stories making sense. And also, um, like the voices and our characters uh because it you know you're so when you're live in front of people you don't know what's gonna you know you're so like yeah uh, in the middle of like the chaos of not knowing what's coming next that it's hard to really focus on like really good voices but we were able to do that in the show and then of course the best part was after the fact we could edit it and add sound effects and music and uh it became a, a like a whole other thing that i'm super proud of it's just a shame it's so work intensive. I yeah. Just doing my own show like in similar style for this long, I can totally tell why there are only 6 episodes in like 3 holiday specials. Like there's a lot of work that goes into that. Yeah. Uh, and the, you were doing that in a studio with an engineer. I didn't even know that. The rec- the the raw recordings were done in a studio with an engineer. And I mean basically they were just there to make sure our mics were working. Yeah, and, and like the sound was really as good as it could be. Yeah, and also to make sure that like if we had to stop down, we they were stopping the recording and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But then after that we just got the raw raw recording and sometimes we would have like 3 hours of cuz we would go the whole time and and if the engineer was cool and there was no one after us booked, we would just bleed into that. So those were some big-ass audio files. and Three hour, god damn. Yeah, because we, re- we would be like, you know what, we, let's re-record that scene. That was funny, but I think we could do something better with that. Or, oh shit, I forgot that character's name is, is Balkar, not Nalkar. So like, <laughs> we would have to go back and, and, and re-record stuff. And um, Then Kevin edited it. And he did a great mm. job, but fuck, it was a lot of work. I remember when those first came out, I was completely blown away with how good it sounded. Thank you. I'm like, how could someone possibly, like, it sounds like completely, like, professionally done and everything. Yeah, and it's only because, it's only because, one, because we had somebody monitoring our mics while we were recording, so we could just focus on our performance. Mm-hmm. And then two, because Kevin is a, an ace at that kind of stuff. He's just good at all that shit. Um, so when I've never met him personally, editing, but I can agree. Yeah, he's he's great. <laughs> you, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I, I wish we, I wish we were like sitting here right now, being like, oh yeah, we just finished our two hundredth episode, man. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't meant to be. I've been trying to get my, I've been trying to uh, figure out my my own thing for a long time. Mm. And I have an idea that I have been working on. I just never uh, have been able to get the time to set aside to record it and start working on it. Unfortunately, maybe we could uh, perhaps discuss that off the air. All right. After we're done here, keep your ear holes peeped ladies (laughs) and folks, perhaps something in the future i don't know i'm not gonna promise anything but don't promise don't mm, promise i'm not gonna promise anything 
but me. I'm gonna I'm gonna promise. It's oh. coming. It's coming next week, and you're all gonna get money if you listen to it. <gasps> oh shit! I am there for the premiere, front row, <laughs> fucking dead center. I got the. I'm, I'm first in line. I'm camped out already. <laughs> um, you know what? You know what? I are you a true crime fan by any chance? Um, I've listened to a few. I'm not a big fan, but I'm definitely like, I've, I've, I've listened to some. I started watching the new Unsolved Mysteries. Mm. Have you seen it? I haven't, I don't think I've seen the new one. I've seen the, like the HLN reruns all, all the time. No, those are good for their own reasons. I feel yeah. like those, that's like the background. Like you're trying to sleep. You want yeah. like something. You got Robert Stack. <laughs> that's in soothing there. sound. Yes. <laughs> The, the new episodes, and I didn't watch it because I was like, ah, I'm not really down for a reboot, like with a host and stuff. But there's no host. It's done like um, like a like a documentary. Oh no way! So it's more like um, I don't want to say like Errol Morris. I don't know if you're familiar with his documentaries. No. But um, yeah, like you know, it's more like a true crime documentary, and they're really good. Like I'm watching right now. I'm watching one about people seeing ghosts in japan after the that huge tsunami that happened oh like 2011 yeah and like how since then people have been talking like people have been talking about like in that region of japan just seeing like having all these paranormal experiences with wow. these go with these ghosts that don't know that they got killed in the tsunami it's, it's oh, that's wild f- that's freaky so it's like yeah. a documentary like how like what's the format of that is it just like they start filming on site and there's no host yeah they start well what they the, the it cold opens with some audio bite from somebody that they interviewed for it uh. to sort of set up what you're going to see and then they run the credits mm-hmm. with that, that that same theme music and then it just launches in and they build the whole story with um talking head interview footage and recre and then some recreations um, but like the recreations are really high quality compared to mm. what you would have gotten out of the eighties show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can imagine like production quality has probably gone way up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which by the way, that's another would be another reason I would, uh, say the, is, is good about the old one is like the cheesy recreation. It's just like so bad. It's good. It's yeah, funny. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and you still get a, an, a, a gripping story out of it too. Yeah. It's got yeah, everything. So, it's got the best of both. So, um, you know, I'm making a plug right now for Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, of course. You can plug whom, whomever you wish. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how many plugs for shit that's not mine I can get work into this. Mr. Mysteries, you've been officially <laughs> shouted out. <laughs> oh, I just got a text from Mr. Mysteries. He's thanking me for the shout out. <laughs> So it's been uh, quite a while since uh, the the last Tales from the Tavern came out. Yeah. Then, and so what have you been up to for all this time? You just been in your crypt? I've just been in the crypt. I got put back into my sarcophagus, and then uh-huh. like I couldn't get the lid open for a long time. Like it was stuck. 
<laughs> and someone finally came along looking for treasure, and they opened it. And I didn't. I had to kill them, but I didn't want to. But they let me out. You know, so you, yeah, you got to. Now I've been, um, I've been ta- basically just taking care of my kids and and you know tr- existing in this fucking insane world that we live in now. Oh yeah, we are in insane times for sure. Um, and I got a job that I love so much. Um, working with ridiculousness on MTV. I heard about that. That's in your like Twitter bio, right? Yeah, I love it. It's such. A, I have to put. It's. Oh, it's a little annoying that I have to put it in my bio, in all my bios. But I have to. to. Yeah, because oh, wow. I have to contact people. It's not the show doesn't require me to do it. It's mm. not like they told me you better put oh, this so in your like, bio, bro. <laughs> you must. This is part of your contract. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks like your bio doesn't mention us anymore, Tim. What's up? <laughs> They no, I I did I have basically I have to do it because part of my job is reaching out to people on mm. social and like trying to get them to like let us use their videos and oh. so I like just have that up top so people can see it when they like who's this fucking guy oh so you have it out of necessity like it yeah. makes things a little bit clearer yeah that makes yeah. sense so have you met Rob Deerdick I haven't because when they hired me they had already gone into no audience. And no, like, only essential production staff uh. when they film the live episodes. So I've no, I've not met him. Um, I've only met the met people that are producing the show. I haven't met Rob at all. But um, I mean, I, he seems he sounds like everybody loves him. So he sounds like he's a really cool dude. And yeah, I've been watching him for a while, like since I was a little kid, almost. Right. I hear that yeah. from so many people. Are like, yeah, I've been watching Ridiculousness since I was a kid. Yeah, it's, it's been out for a long time. It's been out forever. I don't even know how many episodes of the show there are. Because we were, like, just in the last two years, we've produced a ton of episodes. So, I mean, I can't even imagine how many they have. It's it's insane. It's MTV's, mo- like, most watched show. And for good reason, too. Yeah, people love it. You know who else loves it? Eddie Murphy. Man, Eddie Murphy. Big fan. Big Eddie Murphy actually mentioned it in an interview, which I thought was wild. Hell yeah. All right. So he shouted you out. Let's shout out Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And oh, I'd love to I'd like to plug Eddie Murphy right now. Eddie Murphy. Oh, he's like an old like a comedian. He uh, yeah. has been in movies and stuff. Yeah, I just like to plug him. So. I loved him in Shrek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You may have heard of it. It's big in, in Yorksland right now. He played uh I believe his character in the Wizard Scroll version of Shrek is a horse though. Yeah. Not a donkey. <laughs> he's a centaur. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's been like, since we did the last fantasy fiction, aside from like finishing my story, which I was really happy. born like years yeah. later, you had a beard when you did that, right? I, I, yes. <laughs> because it was so crazy how I was waiting for Dom to release the episode. Like he and I recorded, uh, one last Tales from the Tavern and it just never came out. Really? Yeah, I don't know if and that like I read my uh, my last Swordborn on that show, and I don't even remember the story he read. And I think it it might have been another Halloween episode. No, it was some kind of holiday episode. I think we planned I mean, it that yeah, way you on were purpose. Tim Holiday Special yeah. Jennings, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today, uh, this episode is uh, in in remembrance of Martin Luther King. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> we're oh recording my God. this uh, <laughs> on the seventeenth, sixteenth. 
the one the one holiday I never hit on fantasy fiction or tales from the tavern. That's the one. We check the box. Uh, thank, thank you for recognizing that, by the way. You're quite welcome. I encourage everybody to celebrate and uh, remember in their own yes. Um, so, so yeah, the, I mean, I'm. It, it's been a a crazy like few years, but in a, such a positive way. Uh, personally, yeah. even though the rest of the world's co- completely on fire. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. I started my own uh, T-shirt shop as Ooh, well, yeah, which check is that out, I'm which is doing very well. Link that in the description right now. You can yeah. click on that. Maybe buy a shirt. It's called Friendgate. Um, mm. You don't have to buy anything, but check it out. Um, I'm very proud of it, and uh, I did that as a. I, I made posters for my neighborhood when the when the pandemic started that said um, "Wearing is caring," and it was just like a to promote people wearing masks around our, our neighborhood when they're around businesses and stuff. This was super early in the pandemic. Yeah, so like March, April 2020, everything was just starting to catch on fire, really. Yes, absolutely. And uh, so I made these posters, and they, they I you know distributed them around the neighborhood. There's Some of them are still up in our neighborhood, actually, even now. Mm. Um, and uh, people were asking me, they're like, oh, I want to, can I put, can I have that on a t-shirt? And I was like, huh. Yeah, so that's when the I started the shop. The light bulb just goes off. You're like, yeah. hmm. And then I was like, I really like doing this, so I just kept, uh, I just kept making shirts, and now it's like a totally different than it was when I first started. Um, but it's an awesome hobby, and sometimes I get a little extra scratch from it. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, that's that's great. You got all this stuff going on. You got ridiculousness. Weren't you on Great North? Yes. At yeah. one point, yeah, I think I remember seeing something about that. I did two seasons of the Great North. Um, season one, I only I only did one character on season one, and then uh, they brought me back in season two, and I did a bunch of characters, which was really fun because I got. Oh, to Oh, that's play. really cool. Yeah, like being uh, sort of part of the utility cast for that show is really fun because you never know what you're going to be doing, and you mm-hmm. also play multiple roles per episode. So, I one of the episodes that we did, I was playing a. Uh, a guy who starts who it was opening up a cuckoo clock factory in the town <laughs> and like was doing like this TED talk about how important cuckoo clocks are going to be for the town. <laughs> uh, and then uh, also in I think it was that same episode, I played like a re- I did like a really quick bit as a character from a French 80s french crime show like it would basically a french canadian version of magnum pi and i was the bad guy (laughs) and i had to speak for i had to speak french in it but like really like i had to be really (laughs) and that was really fun too i don't know if they the the show is so much more popular now that it's established that it's harder i don't know if if i will actually make another appearance on it because they they bring in a lot of actual celebrities to do voices on it now, even if it's just minor roles. And they've got a lot of other regular cast members that they need to sort of service before me. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I would love to do more because they're awesome and, I, yeah, and it's a funny show. That's really interesting. I didn't know you were, had such a uh, so many different roles. I thought it was just one. I never actually ch- – I've seen like maybe half of one episode before. I definitely got to check that out then. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, you, you probably, I mean, you, you most likely might not even know that it's me if you hear, if you hear me in it. 
Um, like my my wife and I watched one episode together, and she didn't realize it was me when she was listening to the character talk. She's like, "Wait, that was you?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was me." I get that a lot too. Like with my podcast stuff, like everyone's like, "You do all the voices?" I'm like, "Yeah, mostly." Every once in a while, I'll, I'll stick a cameo of somebody else in. Yeah, but that's about it. Like, I'm just like just having this show, doing it. Like I've developed such a range out of necessity i feel yes yeah that's what happens that same thing happened to me with doing the horde podcast mm, yeah you do a lot of voices in that there was a uh, my favorite one was the what was it isla de la sangre <laughs> what's his name the the dj bobby fresh robbie oh, fresh that's it that's the one <laughs> yes dj robbie fresh that's such a weird episode, but I love that one. That one's so great. Like, I actually went, like, I listened to listened to that episode, like, right after I got back from vacationing in Cancun. Uh-huh. And it was literally the plot of that. It was like, I got to the breakfast buffet, and there was a DJ there. I'm like, what the <laughs> DJ? Yes. And then I went to, uh, what was it, this place called Coco Bongo, I feel like, got a lot of someone from i f- I have a feeling like someone from your group went there and that seeped in as well because it was like jim carrey's the mask was running around yes fucking wild over there i've been i've been to a coco bongo before oh, i went to shit. um i forget where the one i went to was but yeah it's ridiculous it's Bell's play, ridiculous. that place it's, it's enrapturing really like you look up you see michael jackson dancing there you see jim carrey come out yeah the yellow suit they're like walking in the street. Like they love they love the mask over there. <laughs> I was wondering what is the big thing? Like, why do they love him so much? Like this movie came out so long ago. And then I got into Coco Bongo and they performed the the like the scene, like the dance scene from that on on stage. And I was like, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, I think <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure that I was laughing the entire time that I was there because it was like Every new character that came out on stage to do a routine or dance, I was like, what? Why? This is insane. <laughs> Austin <the> Powers. <laughs> you got Austin Powers at yours? I didn't see that. Oh, of course we had Austin Powers, man. Why wouldn't you? I want <laughs> right. to see that show now. What? <laughs> so, yeah, I've been to a Coco Bongo, and I'm, oh, I, would, I would venture to guess that Dave has, too. But, like, if you've ever been on to, like, one of those like places that is surrounded by all inclusive resorts mm-hmm. where like the resort is just too much. But then when you leave the town is like its own version of too much. Like, yeah, then you, you know, you've been there before. Yeah. I can say from experience that you're a hundred percent, right? We did, um, we did an episode. It was one of the last episodes we did actually that um at least that that we did that we released cuz we recorded two episodes that never came out for the war one of them was a really fun um episode that took place on a prison planet oh, and shit. uh the guest we had in that episode with us was Derek Mears i don't know if you're familiar with him but he's an actor he's a he's giant and he has he he was in um I don't know what his character was, but he played this character in Alita Battle Angel, who was like this like big badass um, cyborg. Um, he was Jason in the reboot of Friday the 13th. Oh, He's played High the profile, Predator in yes, things. Then. Yeah, he he's 
he was on and it was a really great episode. And then we did another episode with, um, shit, I don't remember her name, but she was great too. Um, but one of the last episodes we did was a Transformers parody. Plyborgs, right? That Plyborgs. That yeah. one was fucking great. And I did a, I was doing the voice of the, like the Megatron character and the Starscream character. So there was this section of our recording where it was just me having a conversation with myself going back and forth yeah and like (laughs) turning my head to one side of the mic or the other as i was (laughs) sort of like to wrap my head around who i was at each given moment yeah and i i put that on my fucking uh reel uh my my like voiceover reel because i was like (laughs) and made sure like people know like yeah i'm doing both of the voices in this scene at once and talking to myself like how how fast was like the alternation that you had to do with that? I was doing it in real time. Real time. Oh yeah. shit. So like I it's it it was pretty much the speed of the conversation is pretty much where I it, what I um how I was doing it um God how I was t- talking or how you hear it on the on the episode. Um but I think we did a couple of things where like the transition might have been between mm-hmm. to the characters was like maybe a little rough in a couple times and so I had to re-record lines but yeah for the most part aside from a little bit of space being cut out to make it de- to really make it sound yeah. like a real conversation it was it was like you were listening to people talk like that's nuts normal cuz usually how i record is if there's like multiple characters talking in a scene i'll just record all the lines for one character first and yeah. then do the next character it's way easier to stay in character when you just focus on one voice Oh, for sure. But it's a hell when you're editing. I spent yeah. like maybe I was uh, editing my most recent episode of the Wizard Scroll. It took it takes like, me so long to edit now because I've got a forty hour a week job while oh, doing man. this. Also, it is like I got no like it takes me a month to put put an episode out these days. Yeah, I can imagine. Good for you yeah. for still doing it though. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I'm just enjoying it. I'm gonna keep doing it for a lo- as long as I can, uh, especially on your yeah. doing it on your own. Like, man, I give you m- so much respect for that because, like, the writing, just the writing part of that yeah. is 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 intense. Keeping yeah. your story going and like not making sure you're not digging yourself into holes. Although in the world of fantasy, you can always dig yourself out with magic. Yeah, it's but, magic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and then also having to edit the the episodes like Mm -hmm. that's that's not something i've ever had to deal with because when i did fantasy fiction all i had to do was show up with my story in hand and that was it yeah um and then on um the lusty horde we didn't write the stories we just came in with we we would come in uh with a with uh, like beats and yeah like the background in mind yeah, yeah, and then we would make the story up and all the dialogue up as we went along in for each episode. So the, even then we didn't have to, and then Kevin would edit it. So, man, doing all that stuff yourself, props to you. That's that's huge. And also, uh, on New Year's Eve, I picked up a little uh, synth keyboard. Oh, and no. So I've been learning how to play as well. And in, in my most recent episode, it actually comes out the week before this is coming out. So With the debut of your synths? Um, I'm, I'm not playing any songs per se. However, I did find some like engine noises that it sounds like a sci-fi engine. So yeah. I just like held a key down. I was like, and I got a little slider over here that you can change the pitch. Yes. I was doing that. 
It's a whole lot of that. It was so much fun. Dude, have you ever played a keytar? No. <laughs> it just, it, uh, you reminded me of this when you were talking about that synth. Um, so I, uh, like, years and years ago, I worked on G4. So they had me one, we had a, like, a product or, like, a uh, sponsor tie-in with um, Gamefly. And they uh, want, they were having a contest where you, like, make a video of yourself as a video game super fan. And they would, like, give fly you somewhere and give you prizes. And so they wanted my character to make a video as a super fan, at, like, saying I was, you know, putting in for this contest. And uh, I was like, okay. And I wrote this the sketch and what I wanted to do. And I had them rent me a keytar. Now, I'd never, like, played a keytar before, so I didn't know what it was like. Um, I'd only seen them in like '80s music videos, but I was like, "Oh, fuck it, it's a keyboard. It's a keyboard that you hang that hangs off of your shoulder." So it cost him a lot of money to rent this thing, and I brought it home to my apartment where I filmed all these sketches and plugged it into my guitar amp. And the minute I pressed the button, I was like, "Oh, fuck! This is not what I think it is. This is <laughs> this doesn't sound like a piano." <laughs> And so like, it was like that, like you're talking about, where it was like, okay, that sounds like, what's this? Oh, that sounds like a rake, raking gravel. It's just gravel. a lot of buttons you got to press <laughs> and a lot of files you got to float around just to get what you want to come yes. out of it. Eventually, I got something that sounded like music to come out. So I was like, fuck it. Then we're going with that. Hell yeah. There we go. So get a key tower. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that might be next. I don't know. Once I learn how to play. Because I've, I've only been at this for a few weeks now. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm still struggling with playing with both hands at the same time. Yeah. But I'm getting there. I'm learning, like, for the first time ever, I feel like. Last time I picked up an instrument at all was, like, fourth grade. I played the keyboard for a little bit. Yeah. I wasn't very good then either. But <laughs> I'm, I, I feel like if I stick to it, I stick to my practicing, I feel like perhaps uh, next next wave of Wizard Scroll episodes might have a little bit more original musicality to him oh that's I awesome promising anything but you know what it's a possibility and maybe you're gonna do it you'll do your own original theme song yourself maybe I don't sing know. it and everything i've done a few i've done a little singing in my tenure here i bet you got you know between like you doing wizard scroll and learn i bet your like your apartment's a really cool place to hang out because like you guys have such great hobbies i've got a few awesome hobbies i got the podcast i've got the keyboard, and then I go to work, and that's basically all I have time for, to be honest. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, that's a lot. It is, it's a full, like, I work a full week, and then over the weekend, I work another full week, is what that's it feels amazing, like. man. It's gonna pay off. Like, anybody who I, I know that, like, works hard and hustles like that, it's gonna, it, it's gonna pay off for you somehow. I mean, like, I feel like it already has, like, I'm talking to you right now, this is like, if you told me, like, two years ago, this is how it would end up, I'd be like, shit, that's pretty good goal. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I haven't even gotten anywhere yet, and I'm already here. That's that's well, that's great. That's cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's it. By the way, I'm sorry to tell you this, but your show is being taken off of the internet. This is the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is as far as you're gonna go. This is it. Yeah. The the crystal's quest ends here. <laughs> But you know what? It's been a run, man. It's been a run. Oh, yeah. 
This is where in the in the editing, this is where you're gonna add in like a, a really great like triumphant music, and then just a like a, a montage of great moments from your, yeah, from the- your <laughs> show thus far. What's that? What's that song that plays every graduation? Pomp and circumstance. Na, 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 na. Oh, that song. We that song's playing during all the moments. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, all right, you got, yeah, I know you guys can't see it, but you got to think is this is what was happening. Yeah, Crystal and Scarlett are fishing at a lake right now, and Schmo's underneath the water (laughs) or something. (laughs) You don't see it, but there's a really detailed and stunning picture of that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So is the show is is it only in the world of fantasy or do you like genre hop too? Um it's it's serialized set in a fantasy world. Okay. But in my most recent episodes, I've introduced some sci-fi elements. There's an alien character now, oh, and man, he speaks awesome. through a, uh, imagine, what's his name? Stephen Hawking, kind of, robot mm-hmm. voice. That's great. And just laser guns and shit. So that's been fun exploring, like, new ways to do it. Yeah. That's a, that's, um like, that's a, that's a really cool uh, thing to explore. Like, what happens when a science fiction character... That you would something you would normally yeah. associate with science fiction arrives in this fantasy world, you know. The answer uh, that uh, at least the answer that I've come up with is he shoots everything. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's yeah, he's got a laser gun. He, no one's ever seen that shit before. <laughs> if you show up in, somewhere with a laser gun and a Stephen Hawking voice, chances are you are there to shoot shit up. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's great. I love that. Um, are you, do you think that at some point you're going to expand out to do like, you think you'll have multiple shows or is that just, is that just like crazy given that you're the one, you're the only one doing it? I mean, I can't quite say anything right now, but, um, my friend Gavin and I do have something in the works from the uh, Goblin Cave pod. I mean, you've got some plugs. I got some plugs as well. Oh, great. Okay. Yes. I, he's also like a huge fantasy fiction fan. We've been talking for a long time now and, uh. That's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, man. Well, that's not all I'm going to say about it, because right now I'd like to plug that unknown mystery show that Chris and Gavin are working on. I'd just like to put oh, a plug in for that. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> so far, I've got Unsolved Mysteries, Eddie Murphy, and your mystery project. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I mean, I. Uh, these are all quality things. I couldn't ask for anything better than that. Yeah, you got the trifecta right there. Um, do you, can I ask you a question? You just did. You going, are you, are you going to, I know I did. <laughs> are you like, um, back in theaters watching movies? 
I would be, honestly, I would, but I just don't really watch movies. Okay. Last movie I've seen was the Impractical Jokers movie in, like, February of 2020. Yes. And there was, like, nobody in there. It was so weird. Oh, wow. You watched that movie on your own in a theater? Yeah. No, I was there with, like, my brother, my brother's girlfriend, some friends of mine. We went there, and there was, like, maybe between the five of us, there were probably, like, eight people in the theater. This was February. That's weird for a comedy. Yeah, I mean, like, it, I, I, I heard that movie didn't really do that well. It was great, yeah. though. It was actually really funny. I mean, it's weird to be in a theater with that few people for a comedy because, like, yeah, it's it's I, I, in my experience, it's people laugh a lot harder and a lot more if there's more of them there because sometimes yeah. people need that cue from other people to like mm. really let loose. And if you're like, if if there's not that many people, it could be a little bit more reserved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, like that's how canned laughter in like TV shows came to be. Exactly. Except now they kind of lean into it a little too much. Like that wasn't even a joke, and now it's just they're paused in silence. Have, have you ever seen like the Big Bang Theory edited the with the laughter out? Yes. And it's just Sheldon sitting there says something weird, and then silence. Yes. Oh God, I fucking <laughs> love that because it's, that, it's so it, it would be depressing. <laughs> the show becomes so dark. It comes so like just awkward standing there. Like every show is like that. Yeah. Have you ever watched Married with Children? Sure. That show is fucking great. Al Bundy fucking walks through the door and it's literally like 10 solid seconds of the applause going at the beginning of the episode. And he's just standing there like nodding his head, like waiting for to say his next line. <laughs> just imagining that with no, with no, uh, cause they did that live. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, I would I, I would love to see an edit of an episode of that show with no, uh, with no laugh track at all, no audience noise. Also because the characters in that show just take the shit out of each other constantly. Like <laughs> exactly, like that show's actually funny. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen a Married with Children. Uh, what have you watched recently? Let's see what I've been watching. Well, as you know, Unsolved Mysteries. I've been watching. Of Unsolved course, Mysteries. we plugged him earlier. Um, my wife and Julie and I uh, have been watching. Okay, so we have a, our set shows. We watch the Goldbergs because Julie is uh, her job is working on the Loop Group for the Goldbergs, mm. um, and so we watch that to see if we can catch her voice in it. And sometimes we actually do. Um, and then we watch John Wilson How to with John Wilson. Have you watched that? Uh, no. I, oh. What's it about? Is it good? Yes, you gotta What's the see premise? it. It's on HBO Max. It's um, it's executive produced by Nathan Fielder from Nathan for You. Oh shit, we shouting him out now too. Everybody watch Nathan for You. That's another that shout show's out. fucking great. That's another plug. Um, I I actually uh binged that not too long ago because I had when I was on, I only watched a handful of episodes, but mm-hmm. it is so good. It's so good, and potentially it might be one of the best series finales i've ever seen did you watch it all the way to the I've end seen a few episodes from season one i didn't quite make it through the the entire catalog yeah for the type of show that it is this the, their series finale was great um so it's john wilson how to with john wilson on hbo it's on hbo max um and it's uh it's just this guy it's basically it's found not found footage but like b-roll of life in new york so real B-roll from like just ev- everyday life in New York City and all the weird shit you f- would find walking around the city. And then this guy, John Wilson, narrates 
the whole thing. And he starts out with a topic like the last one we watched was how to get a parking space. And he is like, yeah, living in New York can be hard because it's hard to find a parking space. But then his 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 uh, like description of what to do to get to to get and hold a parking space or the problem with that leads him on all these different paths where he meets all these crazy people and like does interviews with them. And um, that's about the best description I can give it. You really you you really have to watch it to get what it is. And it's just it's just such a great show. So like a semi similar vibe to like Nathan for you then or is it like similar similar ish? Like it's the same producer, so it's kind of Yeah, it's got a similar yeah. tone to it. I hmm. mean that's the shows are really different, but the tone is is the same. So if if you like okay, that show, I, I can, you'll I, that you'll makes like sense. That. And then we've also been watching the other two. Um What's that I don't on? know if you that's I think that's also HBO Max. Which, by mm. the way, a shout out HBO Max. I'm plugging it right now. Shout it's a script. Yeah. It's a subscription service. Uh, you can get a you know you can get an account. You just sign up. It costs money, but yeah, shout out. It's a plug for get them. a lot of shows on there. Yeah, a lot of shows. A lot of shows on there. Um, I'm gonna be getting so many emails with free stuff after this. Thanks airs, for the man. shout outs. Like Eddie Murphy calls you up. <laughs> like he got your number somehow. I don't know how. <laughs> but he's like, oh, thanks for the shout out on Wizard Hang episode uh, seven, I think. And I do think that it's uh, it it's, was a wise choice on both of our parts not to actually try to do an Eddie Murphy uh, impression. <laughs> that was probably wise. Uh, so good. Good on us. Plug for us for not doing that. I actually um, I have a confession to make. I actually have done an Eddie Murphy impression on the show before. If I wasn't if I if I wasn't afraid of ruining my mic, I would have done a spit take just now for that. <laughs> what there was, was the context? Of, um uh the main character, Rodney, was riding on a mule and twenty one twelve by Rush was playing, and then all of a sudden the mule starts talking and it's just a very, very terrible Eddie Ver- Eddie Murphy impression. And then the record scratch and then they stop. He's like, You can talk? He's like, Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know that's okay. So that, but that's you know there was context for that there, and you know what that might not have been Eddie Murphy. It could have been. Yeah, that's just how mules sound. That's how mules sound. Yeah, like it was Eddie Murphy inspired for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So the uh, the other two is on HBO, and it's about these uh this this um brother and sister. They're older. And they uh, are like kind of down on their luck. He, the the brother's an actor, and the sister's just unemployed, kind of like just an unemployed loser. And their little brother makes a viral video, and ends up becoming a pop star named Chase Dreams. Oh shit, um, that's a good and, name. And so the 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 show is just about them being in the like living their lives and being part of the life of this kid who is like now a superstar viral superstar but is a teenager and there's they're huge losers that's hilarious um, that's great it's really funny the writing's excellent and the performances in it are great too speaking of uh hbo max i've listened to i mean i've watched uh have you ever watched samurai jack i did you know what that's not something i ever got into even though i feel like i would love it it is fucking great. Like I ne I could not get into it as a as a kid when it was coming out. But like when I was in a, a freshman in college, that was my like my weekend ritual was I would put on an episode of Samurai Jack and like watch it like as like watching that like 
at like at the age that I was, like it fucking knocked me out of the park. I was like, oh my god. Like I watched the whole series right as the reboot was happening around there. Oh, okay. All right. So how did it compare? Was it as good? What season five is incredible. It's so good. It's like everything that the show was, but like it's rated M now and there's blood. And oh, wow. he, Sam, Jack is like actually killing people instead of robots and zombies and things. Like they're watching that, like watching the first four seasons after that, it's like, oh, wow, yeah. I could see a person being here instead of a robot exploding. I could, yeah. <laughs> Just that all show? like they did so much with what they could and have it still be rated PG. Yeah. It's nuts. Like, as like an adult, I can watch that show like every like it's, it's I have the uh, the Blu-ray set in my house. Like I don't even use a Blu-ray player, but I just got that. They really like the they were they kind of pioneered in a way yeah. that that particular artistic style for uh for an animated series when it came out. Mm-hmm. Because I I remember seeing like uh ads for it and stuff and stills from it and going, God, that looks it's like it's like a throwback, but it's just really cool looking. And I feel yeah. like since then a lot of other animated shows have sort of taken up that style. Mm-hmm. But they so it kind of, you know, like that contribution I feel like gets a little bit lost. But when it came out, there really wasn't weren't any other cartoons that looked like Samurai Jack when it came out. It was pretty yeah. groundbreaking. It really was like plus the like, the way that it was told, it was like just there. That's like the only show that was on that you could watch, and it would be a straight up three and a half minutes of no dialogue, just like Jack running around doing shit with no, and it's just like a montage of go- things going on. Yeah, like any other show would be like oh like there'd be two characters talking throughout all that whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know another show that does that really well is actually by the same guy. Primal, also on HBO Max. Huh, I've never heard of that one. Stellar show. It's literally like the same guy does Samurai Jack. It's no dialogue at all. Whoa. It's about a caveman and a T-Rex and they become friends and they just kill a bunch of prehistoric characters in life and dinosaurs. It is brutal. It was on Adult Swim. Their first season came out. It was really good. I have an image in my head of that now that you've described it. I mm-hmm. feel like I've seen artwork from it before. It's insane. Worth a watch for sure. It's so good. So basically, like, what we're saying yeah. is like all the good shit is on HBO Max. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> Except for Unsolved Mysteries. That's on Netflix, folks. Here's Wizard a Scrolls on Spotify. <laughs> That's not on HBO Max quite yet. Eddie Murphy is a human actor. Um, he's out in the world. You can see him in a variety of places in real life. <laughs> that too, yeah. In a dark, distant realm of magic and might, a band of warriors gather across space and time and length and width and girth to experience adventures beyond the imagination. Battle-weary and worn, they traverse the worlds of science fiction, fantasy, and horror to bring you epic tales of lore and lasers, demons and demons, robots and robots. This is their quest. These are their stories. They are the Lusty Horde. 
Yeah, I'm just sitting here cracking my back like I'm in pain. I've been sitting at this desk for <laughs> like I go to yeah. work. I sit at a desk. I come home and I sit at the, this desk. You're in the it's middle of not your healthy. weekend work day. Yeah, after this, I'm going to take the weekend, the rest of the weekend off. I got work tomorrow. I got to be up at 6.20. No! I know. Like, for MLK, I have to go to work. No, that's it's, not fair. Yeah, it really isn't, but it's it's all right. Like, I go there. It's I got a, a an exercise ball now that I sit on instead of the chair. <laughs> all my coworkers look at me like I'm insane, but, like, whose <laughs> core is being worked the whole time while you're sitting there? I'm living a healthy lifestyle. It's better for your posture, too. Like, I've always had a bad back. Me, too. Yeah. Comes with a profession. Oh, man. You know what? You got to let them know. Next time somebody looks at you the wrong way in the office, just let them know. Who's Hell working yeah. their core? <laughs> I mean, you, that's pretty much Diane, I... are you working your core, <laughs> Diane? No. You're eating a bagel. <laughs> what about you, Clarence? No, not Clarence. Just Chris over here, baby. Hell yeah! I'm just, like <laughs> uh, next time, I'm gonna get the one with the the ball with the handle on it that you can sit and hop. I'm gonna oh, get one yeah. of those. And uh huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so next time I gotta go to a meeting, I'll just hop over. <laughs> we we had uh last last year, um like I I went out uh to CVS to like just get some bullshit little trinkets and stuff to put in my kids' Easter baskets. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had these, uh, those inflatable bouncers. I forget what they were called when I was a kid, but like, you know, it's exactly what you were talking about. Those yeah. inflatable balls with the handle. And I was like, oh shit, they got those things. I'm going to get, I'm going to get one, each one for my, for my kids. They're going to love these things. So I bought them and I was a bit taken aback at how cheap they were, but I was like, nah, nah, it's because it's, it's CVS. So I got them home and, and the kids, I, the kids, uh, you know, I put them in the kids' Easter baskets, and they saw them, and they were like, oh, it's those things. And they got super excited, and we inflated them, and these things were so fucking small. I don't even know what kid <laughs> would be able to ride on these balls. They were so small. They were like, like toddler level or less? Man, a baby? Maybe? <laughs> a baby like, like a one-month-old? Yeah, like if a baby had the leg strength. And the and the just the core strength to hold itself up and bounce that would be this would be appropriate for a baby. So but, like the size of a basketball, I'm hearing a little bit bigger than a basketball. But a you're, you're, you're 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 on the right track. You're on the right track. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It was terrible, but but God, my kids, they still tried. They still tried. <laughs> good for them. Hey, Dad, we're doing it. Oh, you guys, good for you. You're having fun you. with it. <laughs> Uh, I've gone through so many beverages since we started talking because um, really? we went on a we I literally got home from this long hike with my family and then came into the office to sit down to, to fire up the microphone and stuff. I did not intend to go on such a long hike. And I told that much to Julie on our way home. I was like, I got to go do this show. I didn't want to be exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I couldn't I, I wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. You've been doing you've been the perfect guest. Oh, well, thank you. I also did a lot of cocaine right when I got in here. Oh, but, well, that'll yeah. do it, too. Like, yeah. That's just part of the industry. <laughs> <laughs> it's the industry, baby. No, it's the industry. I got to do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Couple bumps and I'm in there. Comedy zone. <laughs> oh, man. 
I'm really what kind of tell me about your synth. Tell me about this piano. I'm I'm interested about this this Oh uh, yes. It I is love the, musical instruments. I have it next to me right now. It's I'm in a very the funny thing is I'm in a very small office uh-huh. and this thing is very large. Oh. It's quite unwieldy in the space I'm in because I'm basically <laughs> in a hallway with a desk in it. It's kind uh-huh. of my setup currently and this piano like I was going to get like the 25 key one, like a nice tiny one. Uh-huh. The lady at the store sold me on the 61 key one. Like this <laughs> thing's triple the size of what I was expecting and it does not fit anywhere. So it just kind of sits here. It's the Oxygen Pro. It's got a lot of bells and whistles on it. There's a lot of buttons. I don't know what they do. A lot of knobs that I've tried to work with and they don't do much mm-hmm. unless to my knowledge. The keys work though. They're pretty nice. Did you get it used? No, I got a new one. I went to Guitar Center on New Year's Eve, actually. Nice. It was like New Year's resolution. Practice every day. Maybe I can use some settings on here for my podcast. And lo and behold, episode 210 came out. When you're hearing this, it will come out a week ago. And I believe two weeks from now, I think. No. This Saturday. The 22nd. So perfect time to catch up with the whole rest of the series so what everybody needs to know when they hear these sound effects guys what you need to remember is that chris is in a hallway and he's he doesn't have enough room to stand in front of the keyboard he stands he has to stand next to the keyboard and play it off to the side that's even more impressive i got like a little um a shelf in my desk that comes out so i have to scoot back just to like fit it where I'm sitting and it's in a very uncomfortable position as well. So I, I have a little table as well that I have for a little bit lower. It's like a mess. Like you got to see like my, my mic setup over here is just, I got a box with some foam in it and a pop filter. Uh huh. And I just stuck the mic in the box. <laughs> my mic, my, okay. My setup right now too. I'm, I got a box going on as well. So here, oh, you yes. know what? The box crew. Box crew right there. It's it's really effective. Because versus you get this foam padding for the whole room. Versus just a box that you just stick the mic in. Yes. So much. It's it's just, it's just it, it takes a lot of room though. Right now the, the mic I'm, I'm. I usually record standing up. But yeah. like for these I sit down. Yeah. So the mic is out of the box right now. That's why Still we're coming up good. with all these wild out of the box ideas. <laughs> You're literally out of the box. Hell yeah, literally. You know what they somebody um the first episode that I of Great North that I did, they taught me a trick for my mic, which is to uh you can build like a little um basically a triangular you take two pillows and put them behind your microphone, like a like a little open-ended triangle, and then and then another pillow on top. Ooh. And if you're in, and it's so if you're in a space because when I record for that or for any 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 of the other things, I have to I go under my daughter's bed. My daughter has a platform <laughs> bed, and I go under her bed. I set up my microphone on her desk, and then I hang like blankets <laughs> over the, all the open spots. Uh, and I have like I even have like a little light bulb that I hang in there <laughs> to record. But it does the trick. It soundproofs it. But then it, when you put this little like pillow fort around your microphone with the top on it, it's like super insulated. Yeah, I actually, before I got my current iteration, I did have um, the, the two pillow method 
as well. Nice. And some like egg cartons on the wall. Oh, egg cartons. I never thought of yeah. that. Yeah. Like when I was doing season one, I just had egg cartons just hanging on the wall. They didn't really do much because I didn't have enough of them. Yeah. And then I moved on to pillows and then I moved on to box. And that's the history of that. I just have egg cartons over my windows because I'm crazy. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm thinking about like your uh, your your setup. We were, you're ta- you were talking about your setup with your keyboard, how you have to s- scooch yeah. into an uncomfortable position. I'm like, damn, as a person with back problems, it's like one day you're going to go to a doctor and the doctor's going to be like, I checked out your x-rays. Have you by any chance been playing a keyboard in an uncomfortable position? <laughs> like the doctor comes back with the x-rays and it just looks like a letter C. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what the the, the old hallway uh, keyboard and the hallway trick will do to it. <laughs> they, um, I got a, uh, I had to get like um, an x-ray once for my bad back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was um, when the when the doctor showed me the X-ray he took, I was like surprised by how um, uh, crazy my spine looked in the, like the part that they were like mm-hmm. where the pain was, and so like I was showing everybody that I could this picture. I was like. Oh man, you know how my back's always going out? Check this out. Check this shit out. Look at my fucking spine. <laughs> and one person finally came up to me and they were like, well, I showed it to them. They're like, oh, interesting, interesting. Looks like you, uh, can I ask you a question? I was like, yeah. And they're like, you, uh, you hadn't, uh, used the bathroom yet that day, had you either? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and they pointed to this part of the x ray. <laughs> they're like, that's shit. <laughs> You just said shit in your x-ray? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I never showed it to anybody again after that. Check this out. Check it That's out. feces. <laughs> Check out my bones and my shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like you're Tim. also seeing like the gastrointestinologist and they just use the same fucking x-ray for both. We saw your x-ray The cut too. costs. <laughs> We thought we'd call you. It looks like there's some problems. <laughs> Jeff corn that night. <laughs> so, folks, don't show your X-rays to people. No one wants to see it. No one wants to see your shit. <laughs> but my X-rays of my arm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. They're matter. shit. So they're shit in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll find its way into your arm for the X-ray. Just don't even show it. The doctor comes back. Oh, it looks like you got a you know, textbook case of shit arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not again. <laughs> Man, we got there. I remember when you, you sent me the message on Instagram to, to join you on the show. You're like, we will get to shit arms eventually. And I was like, <laughs> no way. We did. We got there. <laughs> that was the secret. That was the mystery word. <clears throat> The word of the day. <laughs> the word of the day. <laughs> Shit arm. Oh, man. All right. So my homework, my takeaway is that I have to get my um, my my show going. I have to get my show up and off the ground. Uh, yes, absolutely. And then, and then I can come back on and promote that here. I'm inviting myself back on. And you're always welcome. 
And you're going to become a master keyboardist. Yeah. That's your homework. I'm going to compose the theme song for the next time you're on. <laughs> it's just like three notes. <laughs> it's like very John Carpenter. It's just, Yeah, it's just very like fourth grade John Carpenter. Because <laughs> I think the lessons I'm at right now are like actually in the third grade level. Oh God! You gotta start so I'm like somewhere. Th- I'm, yeah, exactly. Like I started doing one note for a whole. Like I feel like I'm not this basic, but I might as well get these out of the way. It's, just it's like, like uh, completing. Um, it's like when you want to do. You want to be like a, a a completionist on a video game. Exactly. You got a hundred percent gold star. All the lessons. Yes. I got the platinum perfect, the lifetime achievement award. And I guess for my homework, I got to check out those uh, HBO Max shows that you said. I don't remember what they were called, but I'll listen back to the episode, figure those out. And I'm going to watch some of them and let you know. Just How To with John Wilson. That's the one you must watch. Yes. Okay. I'm also going to check out Great North and see if I can spot you in there. Little cameo appearances. Yep. See if you can spot it. Season two. I'm, I'm all over season two and hopefully season three. Keep your fingers crossed. And what else? I feel like I'm forgetting something. Um, I think we both. Uh, I think we both promised never to forget each other. Um, okay, that's a good promise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been meaning to bring this up. I actually just remembered. Is there another guy named Tim Jennings? Just like I, every time I look you up on YouTube or something, it's just another guy. Yes, there's that, a. Like, very doctor something or other. There's a very, million Tim Jennings. Very and, <laughs> very difficult to track you down on those. Yes. Uh, These motherfuckers are so busy and doing well in their fields that are not what I'm doing. That yeah. every time there's um there's a, a, a guy who is an expert in Irish folklore named Tim Jennings. <laughs> there's uh, a Christian pastor named Tim Jennings. There's a, a now retired football NFL football player named Tim Jennings whose career I followed un- unintentionally because people would send me messages about him. Hey, great great game today. <laughs> and I also know that after his career he had some trouble, got some DUIs. Oh no. <laughs> um yeah, and then there's another Tim Jennings too that I that I'm not Oh, the doctor that you're talking about. Oh yeah, the doctor. Tim Jennings no way home. It's just all of them coming together. <laughs> My my multiverse the like the multiverse of my Tim Jennings is coming together is going to be problematic at best. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna I don't know if we're gonna go on any adventures. It's gonna be rough. <laughs> it's gonna. <laughs> we I'll, I'll um I I'll tell you this because this pro because my I, I I don't think he'll mind because it, it's been years since we've tried to pitch it and we already pitched it everywhere. Uh, that we could like at every network so one of my writing partners neil his name's neil gargiulo and i had written um a uh we wrote a pilot for a lusty horde animated series that was like a dis it was like a um like sort of a a bit of a departure from the show and it had set characters and it was just about these characters like jumping through time uh not time jumping from dimension to dimension and we Uh. we actually Pit, we're pitching this around the same time that I'm sure that they were pitching Rick and Morty. Um, oh, shit. And Rick and Morty ended up being a show that happened. Ours did not. Um, but we uh, 
we we tweaked it at one point to try to sell it to the WWE's network. <laughs> and what we did to it was we made this show was exactly the same. It was about this group of four um, warriors that travel from that are brought from different dimensions to work together to defeat this uh, evil person who's trying to destroy the multiverse. And mm. they were all versions of Jake the Snake Roberts <laughs> <laughs> from different dimensions. <laughs> Are they all voiced by him too? Uh, only one was voiced by Jake the Snake Roberts, which was the like old man Jake was voiced the by the real Jake the yeah. Snake Roberts. And then there was um, there were t- the other characters were Jake the Snake Roberts from when he would have been in the dub, like in his ha- wrestling so like heyday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was. Um, a female version of Jake the Snake Roberts. I don't remember what her name was. And then there was my favorite character, which was um, Snake the Jake Roberts. And it was a <laughs> it was a humanoid snake that oh my God. carried a little human named Damien around on his shoulder. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking brilliant series. I'm surprised they didn't pick that up. Anybody who heard it, who heard the pitch from us, like was interested in it, but ultimately they were like, I don't know where this would fit in to our, our, our brand. You got to pitch it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a lot of people going, that's hilarious and very interesting. We don't know what we would do with it. Thank you though. (laughs) So that's the, that's like the public debut of, of uh, Jake, Jake, the snake in Unispace was the name of the show. That's a perfect name. Wow. So if if, he, if Jake Roberts is out there right now listening, because I know he listens to the show. Oh, yeah. He's one of my biggest fans. I know. Yeah, I know he does. Jake, get my information. Let's make this happen, man. Hell yeah. All right. Well, it's been like an hour and ten. I feel All like right. we can end things here. You got to put it. You got to put this to bed. You got to put this thing to bed. I literally have to go to bed in a few hours, so we'll end this here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Wizard Hang. Thank you, of course, Tim Jennings, for coming on. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Everyone, go check out all of his plugs, or else you're not going to get another episode. That's the promise right there. Don't! Every single plug, you have to consume them all, or else... The vault will be sealed for good. Unsolved Mysteries. Eddie Murphy. The Untitled (laughs) Mystery Chris and Gavin Project. (laughs) How to with John Wilson. The other two. A keyboard. All these things. Great North. Great North. What's it called? Shoot a porno at my house. (laughs) Check that one out. That one's fucking brilliant. Oh, we didn't even get to talk about that. All right, next time. Remember that for if I come out again, okay? Oh, of course. <laughs> That'll be the first thing we discuss. All right, man. This has been fun. All right. Great chat. And uh, we'll catch you guys later. Bye-bye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Night has fallen, the moon is full, and we're inviting you to listen to Canada by Night, a podcast where professional improvisers play Vampire the Masquerade. 
Detective-turned-vampire Everett Fry accidentally becomes the sheriff of New Haven, an experimental town where they're testing if vampires and humans can coexist. Stuck leading a ragtag group of officers, the Bruja bounty hunter Val, the gangrel news reporter Evangeline, and the Tremere blood witch Doris, can Everett keep the town running? Or will everyone end up liquidated by the Vampire Council of Canada? Trending on global fiction charts and produced by Dum Dums and Dice, whose podcast Dum Dums and Dragons ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America. Listen now to find out why Canada by Night has been downloaded more than a half a million times. Canada by Night, its interview with the vampire, if it had all the characters from Parks and Rec in it. <laughs>